Good morning, good morning, world, and welcome to the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast. Uh, welcome back, you guys, yet to another fun field season here with us on the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast. And so, yes, world, we are back like a shark attack, back like we left something, back like we ain't got no clothes in our back, and for the world is a better place when the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast is taking place. And so thank you all for tuning in with us this morning as we conversate about the latest sports topics that have taken place from this past week and will be upcoming this week. It is always the blast to have you all tune in and participate with us every weekend. As a reminder that every week we always like to begin our podcast by reminding our audience that the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast can be found on Facebook via the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast community page. We also have an Early Morning Sports Talk podcast page on Instagram at the Early Morning P.O.D., at the Early Morning Sports Talk P.O.D., again, at the Early Morning Sports Talk P.O.D. YouTube as the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast, in which you guys can subscribe to the page The Truth. Again, you guys can subscribe to the page The Truth. Apple Podcasts and Spotify as the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast, as well as our own Facebook pages via Brandon Price, Jamar Goodman, and Jones, as well as I get as well as our guest for this weekend, Mr. Xavius Rice. Today is August 12th of 2023, and we have seen yet again another fascinating week in the sports world. Well, we saw Chicago White Sox all-star shortstop Tim Anderson get knocked out on national television and what after would ensue a huge brawl and various MLB suspensions. Additionally, the United States Women's World Cup, the U.S. got trounced in the round of 16, and as a result now, it comes to an end in defending their 2015 and 2019 World Cup championships. The Chicago Bears acquired NFL free agent defensive end Yannick Ngoku, as well as the hometown Chicago Cubs, turning things around on the north side and continuing some winning ways, actually. So with that being said, introducing our guest for this morning, our brother, who joins us for the first time on the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast, Mr. Xavius Rice. Mr. Xavius Rice is a professional in the casino industry where he deals pokers, ladies and gentlemen, where he often goes out of town, Vegas, etc., and deals poker. Okay. So this guy has a very fun field profession and a very fun field life. He also does uh, a lot of work in the beverage industry. And so Xavius is also a father of a young king. And so me, Xavius, uh, we go back. Uh, as well as our brother Ann Jones, we all attended Morgan Park High School together. And Xavius was always a very, very cool brother. And so as a result, Xavius, we would like to welcome you to the Early Sports Talk podcast, my brother. And we look forward to having a great time with you this morning. And so again, Xavius, welcome to the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast. And we like to ask, how are you this morning? Hey there, I'm good. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. I'm ready to talk about some sports to see you mentioned Tim Anderson and everything. Uh, should be a fun session, but I would say with that one, it's not, it's not a fight if he didn't square up with him. The man was scared. You know, when Tim dropped the gloves, he should have he connected, but, you know, the man put his head down like he was scared and he just threw fists. You know, it was that fight or flight. <laughs> I don't know. I can't give him a knockout. I can't give him points for that one. I don't know, guys. What y'all think? <laughs> it, it's interesting, man. And so, yes, I'm um, introducing my brother from another mother and one of my partners on the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast, Mr. Jamar Goodman. Good morning, sir. How are you? Man, 
I'm glad to be back. Like we ain't got no clothes on our back. Back like a shark uh-huh. attack, man. We 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 back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, absolutely. And introducing our brother, our partner here on the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast, and our other brother from another mother, Mr. Ian Jones, aka People Hernandez, Mr. Aka Rod Tillwell, Mr. Aka Teddy. Put him on the back, Mr. Ian Jones, my bro. What it do? Hey, how y'all doing? Can you hear me out there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can hear you. Uh, Yes, we can hear you. And so, in regards to the movement, mm, but we can definitely hear you. We got the audio. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I'm ready to get back to it, man. For a while, got a lot more to talk about. So, yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, my brother. So, yes, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, let's get right into it. And so, generally, Xavier's how this works is we have a line of order. Uh, we go with Jamar first, then we go with Ann, and then we go with our guests for the morning. And so, however, for the first time, when we always do our introduction of all the topics, we always go to our guests first, Jamar, and then Ian. And so, Xavier's, we're going to start with you, my brother. Uh, Let's talk about this morning, uh, Chicago White Sox all-star um, and future Hall of Fame shortstop, Tim Anderson, um, getting knocked out. And so I'm very curious to know, Xavier, your thoughts on this. Um, and just how does this look uh, for the Chicago White Sox as an organization? And how does this look for Tim Anderson going forward as a baseball player? As a baseball player, it has no effect, you know. Fights happen, but uh, it makes Chicago look bad, you know. <laughs> but like I said, it doesn't make the other guy look good either. He didn't. He didn't want to square up. He was actually like he was trying to. He was just he trying, trying to, to stop from getting hit. Yes. No, no, no. You you're not peaceful when you stick your fingers in somebody's face. Like what he did warranted Anderson dropping the gloves, you know. It, was, it wasn't a heavy tag that he gave him. He tapped him, and then, you know, he took offense to it and got up like he was ready to fight. That's what triggered Anderson dropping the gloves like that. You know, he connected with a lucky punch. Right. But not even him. He didn't even know he was connecting with that punch is what I feel like. He put his, yeah. he wasn't even looking. He closed his eyes, not, trying not to get hit. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, and that's exactly what happened, man. It was um, Xavier's. In regards to being a peaceful guy, you are right. He wasn't being peaceful when he stuck up the middle finger. But when Anderson put up his arms right in, that brother Ramirez looked real peaceful. He looked like, hey, all right, I gave you the finger, brother, but I don't want no problems here, all right? Um, Let's just go home after this and be peaceful. I don't want to fight you, all right? Um, He looked really, really afraid, but it just looked like, in a way, in that he landed a lucky punch. Uh, did, yeah, did you look like Ramirez got lucky there. What you think? Um, very lucky. I mean, if you watch it a couple times, he basically was swinging with his with his face down, almost right with his eyes. So, lucky punch. You know, uh, everything has been going to man this way. <laughs> It's just, just a look for us, um, you know. But you know, something else to happen in everybody else. Everybody will get over it, but definitely wasn't a good look. Lucky punch, kind of slumped him, but he'll be all right. 
Right, right, right. Exactly. And so, yeah, um, I'm just looking and I'm looking at the punch and I'm seeing a lamb. And all I know, I just see Tim Anderson on the floor. And um, from there, um, a lot of stuff popped in my mind, guys. Number one, what popped in my mind is Chicago. And how Chicago looked at that moment. Right. You know, generally, we're a tough city, you know. Generally, we known to be able to fight. You know, I can't fight. But people in Guadalupe think I can fight. And in Xavier's, guess why? Because I'm from Chicago. Yep. You know, and so we got this reputation around the world. And so Tim Anderson being a South Sider now, although he ain't from Chicago, he been with the Sox his whole life or his whole baseball career. He basically, y'all, like kind of bred into Chicago now, if that makes sense, y'all. And yep. so he square up like he's a South Sider ready. And then some guy from the islands, you know, that where they just sleep all day called him with a right hook and I just thought at that moment how embarrassing um does that look for the city of Chicago um and how embarrassing and does that look for Tim Anderson and so I'm just curious and if you're a baseball player you see Tim Anderson going forward do you laugh behind his back or do you like what do you do because um I think in a way he might be getting a few laughs um in the future just simply because um it's like hey <laughs> it's like hey you know like he got into this dispute yeah etc and so I, I just feel like in a way baseball players are going to look at him and be like poor tim poor tim so, yeah even if baseball player and this was just you know normal you know normal you know on a regular day normal life um if somebody recorded you know you see him he's gonna be like hey that's the dude that got knocked out or right hey, you just got knocked out by ramirez a couple weeks ago so you right. know it's gonna be a topic of discussion you, some people gonna a couple people might get a couple chuckles out of it but right. like i said it, you know fights happen especially you know hockey uh baseball you know sports like that. i mean all sports to be honest right. fights happen so, I mean, another fight will happen again. We'll probably have a, you know, you never know. We'll probably have a bench clearing from somebody else this week. So, Right. And so, yeah, Jamar, uh, how do you feel? Um, how did you feel when you saw Tim Anderson hit the ground? Nah. <laughs> Bruh. Bro, didn't that just put a, a, a bowl on top of our season, bro? Didn't that just put the icing on the cake? Didn't, didn't that just put the cherry on top? Oh, so did, bro. Like, there's no way that that you like start the fight, and then you the one that did not end the fight. There, there's no way. There, right. There's no way that you drop the square up and and and, and then get hit. I, even though you know the punch was it is what it is he, he wasn't looking he hit him though but the fact that your legs went in the air like that's the part <laughs> for me bro <laughs> there, there is no recovery from that you just gonna be forever associated with that l you started the fight you. you you dropped the glove you you swung like a wild man the other one yeah. did too he connected at least he connected and you do it, it felt like when he was falling, it was, it was slow motion. It was like, 
that the city of Chicago just took an L along with him on the way down right. to the ground. That's that's what yeah. it felt like. Uh, and I understand the guys from Alabama, but when you put on the uniform, you represent this city. <laughs> you, you, do not, you do not get put on your butt like that. You, you just don't. It, um, it makes us look bad. It makes us look bad, you know? It, it does. And, and it probably goes along with the reports that you hear about from uh, former players and stuff, talking about the, the team don't have any discipline and there's no, mm-hmm. like, structure, things like that. And, and for me, it comes back to um, it comes back to the owner, man, because mm-hmm. I feel like this is the same, like similar dynamic that we hear about our bulls, you know, mm-hmm. to a certain degree. And so it, it just it goes. It's you know, there's only one common denominator here. The, the person that happens to own both teams, Jerry Reinsdorf, like, please, Reinsdorf. Sell the team. please sell the team. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Yeah, this. Yeah, I got two of my favorite teams out here looking like. <laughs> look like an embarrassment in front of America. Mm. And so, yeah, for Tim Anderson's sake, like I know he's been dealing with some off the field stuff for this whole year. He, he's he mm-hmm. been in a slump for the most part. Like this, like it's just not a good look overall, man. We That dude. <laughs> Icing on the yeah. cake, bro. I'm, I'm ready for this season to be over. Icing on the cake for this season. Um, You know, you bring in a new manager, we think uh, like possibly that could, you know, make some hope, you know, new manager, et cetera. But bringing in him, um, it shows that we're definitely in a rebuild almost now. Um, pretty much once we lost Jose Abreu, Jamar, from there you kind of knew, yeah, um, the White Sox won't be competing anymore. Um, and it's been very evident this season. And so I, I feel just like you, bro. When he hit the ground, it was so embarrassing for Chicago. It was so embarrassing. Oh. It was embarrassing because Jamar, you know, like when I go around the world, right, as example, in France, people say they know I'm from Chicago. And so guess what reputation I got? He from Chicago. He can fight. Now, reality, you, Jamar, know that I'm not a fighter type. But when I go out in the world. People say, you know, oh, he from Chicago. He probably can, you know, square up, et cetera. You know what I'm saying? And for Tim Anderson to initiate the fight and then get put on the flow to where he end up looking up at the man, it's just highly, highly embarrassing. And it was a very, very bad look. And so I'm with you. Um, it was just a bad look. And so now going forward, he got to be associated with that L. Yeah. Yep. Hopefully, man, he can bounce back and have some good seasons. If he's if he's still here. Because <laughs> there, right. there's no time what, what can happen with that. But, it, but real quick, did you – like when he got up, he looked dazed and confused, man. He looked out of it. He looked like he, he didn't know where he was at. That's the I think that's even just as bad as the legs going wow. airborne. Yeah, it was looking rough. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. He looked like he was confused. He looked like he was like, did I tag him? Is he on third base now? Or like, <laughs> Did I get him? Did I get him? Right. Like, it's not a good look, man. And so um, shout out to Tim Anderson. Um, we're uh, hoping the best for you, um, Tim, and that you can bounce back um, and, you know, continue to be the baseball player we once knew we were, et cetera. And so Fantastic. Uh, all right, and so fellas, let's uh progress. Let's talk about the Chicago Bears. Um, 
and let's talk about just the offseason that's occurred. And so, Jamar, with this offseason, uh, Ryan Pose has been busy with making acquisitions. Um, and, you know, a lot of Bears fans have been excited. And so, I just want to get your opinion. Um, and from there, we'll get Ann's opinion, et cetera. Um, do you like these acquisitions that was made from the Bears? And do you feel that the Bears as an organization are heading in the right direction? Um, and then from there, we can begin to talk about expectations for this season. And so, um, yes, uh, just, you know, as starters, do you like these acquisitions and do you feel that the Bears are headed in the right direction? All right, so I have, you know, a few months ago, I donned, you know, Ryan Poles, Lord Poles, King of the North, because right. of all the moves that he has done. I mean, mm -hmm. from day one of free agency, you know, signing Tremaine Edmonds, signing TJ Edwards, like we, we our linebacking core is like one of the best in the league already based mm -hmm. off of that. Mm -hmm. You know, we also, you know, DJ. We, we traded, yeah, DJ, traded with DJ yeah. Moore. We, we flipped the number one pick. We got two more number one first round picks coming in the future. We got DJ Moore. We we got a number one wide receiver, something that Justin Fields has yet to have that, that has been like really like a legit number one. We know right. Mooney can ball. I get that. But, right. you know, based on how defenses was playing them last year, like, couldn't get separation. None of the guys can get separation. And then, you know, he was running for his life. So they addressed the wide receiver. That should help tremendously. Yeah. He drafted uh, Darnell Wright in the first round. Uh, tackle from Tennessee. Played in the SEC who played against the, the Will Andersons of the world, the Jalen Carters of the world. Two that, you know, was on our big board at one point in time. And yet mm -hmm. we see mm -hmm. the tape and he's neutralizing them. So there is – he's a day-one starter. So that is big hopes and expectations right there. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, as far as the moves, and I didn't even get into, you know, the the two defensive tackles they drafted in the second round, the corner that they got that should move Kyla Gordon into the nickel now, um, not to mention um, Deontay Foreman, the running back that we signed, the the running back right. that we drafted out of Texas as well, the backup to B. John Robert, like – I like the Marcus Walker too. Yes. And then also yeah. Nate Davis, the guard that we signed from Tennessee. It's a mm -hmm. plethora of things that Ryan Poles have done to make sure that this team, you know, takes a leap here. And so to answer your question, yes, I do like the moves that um, the Bears have made this offseason. And then mm -hmm. as far as the other question, like, are they heading in the right direction? Absolutely. Absolutely they mm -hmm. are. This is yeah. the year. Yeah. This is the year that we're going to see, you know, if Justin Fields is really that guy. I believe he's going to be that guy. I feel like mm -hmm. there's a lot of optimism, you know, here in the, you know, in Bears Nation, you know, in the Chicago area, just more so. Of course, we're not talking about Super Bowl or anything, but more so being a competitive team, you know, this year right. as far as what the record shows. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. It was, it was about 10 games or at least 10 games last year to where the Bears end up losing by a score or less, if I'm not mistaken. It was like – Yeah, very close games. So, you know, they competed. They did as much as they could with the depleted roster that they had. So, 
so yeah, to to for those two questions, I am completely on board. I'm ex I'm an excited Chicago Bears fan. I haven't had this level mm-hmm. of excitement probably since, you know, I guess the, after the double doing that year. So never. So, so yeah, it's been a few years, but I'm, I'm excited, man. Yeah, um, I'm with you. Um, you know, like let's just start here, Jamar. So recently, you posted a video. You went in. Um, and it was posted, et cetera. And it started with uh, one of our rivals. And one of the rival teams of Chicago Bears, our biggest rival we know is the Cheese people. Um, but outside of that, it's um, Lions, right? And so we posted a video of the Detroit Lions, right? Um, it appears on paper, right, that they appear to be the biggest uh, threat right now uh, to the Chicago Bears for the NFC North crown. Um, some people will argue that the Minnesota Vikings have taken a step back because of the fact that Dalvin Cook might not be there. Um, and so that's a big loss for the Vikings um, if that were to occur. Um, and then additionally, Aaron Rodgers, that's a major loss for the Green Bay Packers. Um, and we're dealing with a quarterback in Jordan Love, and which thus far with him being on the field, he has not looked great. Um, and so the Green Bay Packers, I don't know what expectations they truly have. And so with the Chicago Bears and the acquisitions that they made, I feel, Jamar, that this division is wide open. Um, and the division is wide open because of what I just stated. Um, and the biggest thing is because Detroit, uh, they're Detroit in a way. They they find a way to Detroit. And so I know it might sound crazy, world, but Detroit appears to be a great team, y'all. But once again, Detroit haven't proven nothing yet. You see my point, Jamar? They haven't gotten to the playoffs yet. They right. haven't um, proved or overexceeded expectations yet. And so there's still a, a journey that the Detroit Lions got to go through in order to prove to me that they are actually the team that people are believing that they could and or will be this season. But I'm not sold yet on the Detroit Lions. And I'm also not sold on the fact that Jared Goff, Jamar, has one good season every year, and then the next season he comes back and he's atrocious. And so, who knows? Great season last year because there were no expectations. But now you put expectations with Jared Goff, who knows what you'll get. You might get the Jared Goff that we've been used to seeing. And so, with that being said, the Bears are in a wide-open division. We acquired D.J. Moore. We got the Marcus Walker. We've signed offensive line help. We've got defensive line help. We've got running backs for the cheap. We ain't get running backs where it's a whole bunch of money we have to spend. We got great productive running backs in a league that now does not value the running back as much. And so we got running backs to where we don't have to break the bank. Um, I like the mention of the Lord Poles because he has been an architect this offseason um, and making sure that he balanced every piece and every penny and use it to the absolute best to build us into a contender. And so, yes, I'm excited heading into this season, and I got uh, expectations for the Bears. Um, I'm not saying that it's the Super Bowl, and I'm not saying that it's playoffs, but I know um, that we are going to be a lot better than what we were last year and that this division is wide open. And I'm just saying that um, because I don't want to get too excited and say we're going to be a playoff team, but I'm going to just humbly say, guys, that I believe we could be a dangerous team. Um, and so, in just curious, bro, um, talking about Chicago Bears, uh, we were mentioning, you know, two important questions here. Um, the acquisitions that the Bears made this offseason, 
Do you like these acquisitions? And then also, do you feel that the Chicago Bears are headed in the right direction? Um, well, number one, uh, I love the acquisition. Like I think we said it before, in a lot of pieces that we and not pieces that you know just get. I have he has got you know some big names, but those are actually key. So that's the thing. Um, it seems mm-hmm. like they have a real solid direction. Drafting, all right. Um, everybody, we, I mean, we all thought of you know flirted with the idea of Carter, but he has something that we actually need to tackle that. Oh, when got a tackle, one of the best I best Um, you know. Of course, we got DJ more early offseason. Um, um, the list goes on. I mean, really, he really just got um, he's really just got a lot of pieces that we. That's better. So, um, you know, at this point, I'm very excited to you know to see Justin Fields take that next step. I believe he's going to take that next step. I believe everybody's going to see you know uh, the Justin Fields that we're seeing at Ohio State. You know that through 50 touchdowns and only three interceptions uh you know i feel like you know the nfl looks at him as a runner and you know coming out he wasn't even looked at as like a big run so i feel like now everybody's going to see the justin fields um that you know got him to be a top 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 10 pick so i think the bears are headed in the right direction i'll i'll even go on a limb and say i believe if you know Bears have a good season. I think Justin Fields will be in the MVP. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. Jamar, can yep. you see that too? That if the Bears have a great season, it, it would have to be because Justin, yeah, playing some MVP football. Absolutely. And there's actually, so there is a couple like, you know, big time, you know, sports personalities that's like trying to ride that wave. Most, I think the most notably is Greeny off ESPN. He is yeah. on the Justin Fields MVP train, as in mm-hmm. not more, not necessarily being the actual MVP of the league, but more so being in that conversation if the Bears have the season that we think they can have, especially based right. on the schedule. The schedule is not not hard at all. So okay, so yeah, that that helps. So so yeah, absolutely. And like, and then last thing, like Ian said, he came into the league known as a passer, not this super athletic guy that's running around here throwing, you know, rushing for a thousand yards. So the arm talent, the accuracy, the passing uh, potential is definitely there. He he finally got some competent uh, weapons there. So we'll see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And so, yeah, man, Ugh. world. If you guys don't know, Chicago is a great sports town. And when we got a winner, especially the Bears, Chicago is lit. It's lit. Just for no reason, it's lit. No reason. Friday night, Monday morning, it's lit. Monday mornings are the best. Know why Monday mornings are the best? Because the Bears won. (laughs) Simple as that. And so Chicago is a big sports town. We love our team. And that's just that. We ride a dash Chicago Bears all the time. Bears are a big brand around the world. Y'all in Guadeloupe, France, they know about the Bears. They know about the Bulls, especially with MJ. And so Chicago carries a big brand of sports just everywhere you go. 
And so the Bears are to have a great season. It's great for football. It's great for sports in general. And so I hope the Bears go out and do what they need to do uh, with that. And so we got expectations for the Bears this season. And the expectations, um, they're, they're high. They're high. We won't sit there and say that our expectations are explosively high like it is for the Jets and Aaron Rodgers. But we expect this team to not just be some pushover that's finna just get blew out by the Packers. No. Uh, we expect this team to compete and be in the chase for possibly a wild card, in the chase for that division, et cetera. And so there's definitely expectations for this team because we know uh, what Justin Fields can do. And so, and like you state, man, if, if, if our brother can throw the rock and he can get that rock off and he, he passing that ball to DJ Moore, et cetera, watch out. Watch out, NFL. Watch out, watch out. It's going to be a lot of buckets. All right. And so, yes. Um, with that being said, fellas, let's progress um, and talk about our Chicago Cubs. And so the Chicago Cubs, uh, they appear to be heading in the right direction as well. Um, but Chicago Cubs, they have, you know, recently went through a slump for the last few days because they, you know, kind of played like a good team, et cetera. Um, and they're playing like Boston, et cetera. A few, you know, like AL East teams. But overall, the Chicago Cubs have um, really, really defied expectations. Like nobody expected the Cubs to be at 60 and 56. But the Cubs are at 60 and 56. And they are battling uh, for a wild card right now. And they are over 500. And they have some of the best pitching in baseball. Um, and they just beat the Blue Jays, one of the top teams yesterday in Toronto. And so, that being said, Jamar, I uh, want to talk about the Bear. I mean, talk about the Cubs. I see you in with your Sox hat. Um, you know, we definitely are Southsiders. But, um, man, have the Cubs exceeded your expectations this season, bro? Man, the fact that we're talking about this and the way our team <laughs> is, it – it turns my stomach, man. I'm uh no, nah, but but to be to be unbiased here, I mean, yeah, they they are definitely, you know, playing they're playing good baseball. They are I feel like they're fundamentally sound. They uh you don't see them beating themselves too much, uh, you know, as you know, some teams I know in, in the same city. Um, you know, they their pitching has actually been pretty solid this year. Uh, Bellinger has definitely paid off in that sign. And the fact that, you know, right before the deadline, they was at the crossroads. Either they was going to sell or they was going to buy. And they had went on like, what, I think a seven or eight game winning streak mm-hmm. and, you know, put themselves back into contention. They're two games behind the final wild card spot. They only two and a half back from the Brewers from the, from the NL Central. From the NL Central in general. Yes. So they they are right there in the thick of things. Matter of fact, these uh, same Cub fans are rooting for for our Sox to to beat the Brewers in this series, which I'm not holding my breath for um, by any means. But nevertheless, man, yeah, the Cubs are Cubs are playing like a team that you know wants to win, that that playing together, and their future is definitely a lot brighter. They 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 look like a good team. This this is painful for me if if you can't tell, but yeah, they they're doing their thing, man. They're doing their thing. It's painful for me too. I mean, to to watch uh, the Cubs 
um, they rebuild pretty much happen quick. And you, I just sit there and think about how long it's taken the Sox for their rebuild, Jamar, to basically just win a weak AL Central and go to the playoffs in the first round every year and get trounced, get whooped every year in the first round, right? And that's been the Sox story. And now we're at a rebuild again. <laughs> and so, yeah, in a way, it's a little bit depressing, but we're going to get a Cubs they love this morning. And so, Ian, um, yeah, what are your thoughts on the Cubs, man? And um, are you happy to see this um, this this organization heading in the right direction? Uh, yeah, for sure. So, crazy part is I had I actually had my Cubs hat on last night, <laughs> which is which is funny. But um, no, I'm I'm you know excited. You know, it's another Chicago team. You know, I don't really have too much bias. You know that tie for second with the Reds in the NFC Central. So I, I'm very surprised about that. So it looked like they're turning in the right direction. It's just can they keep this momentum? You know, going into October. That's you know that's the biggest thing. As long as they can keep this momentum going into October, yeah. I mean, they definitely headed in the right direction, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, definitely appear to be heading in the right direction. So, yeah, fellas, uh, that is a really good thing to see. Um, and so, yes, um, great. Uh, next, fellas, I want to talk about the Iowa um, football team. So I don't know if you guys heard. But uh, from the University of Iowa, um, it's kind of been throughout the news this week. Um, basically, the University of Iowa, they had eight football players and even some staff <laughs> that were suspended due to gambling. Mm. Due to gambling. And so um, I can imagine they... DraftKings accounts were busy, fellas. I can imagine their Dual Kings accounts were busy, fellas. I can imagine their FanDuel accounts were busy, fellas. <laughs> and so basically, uh, we've been seeing betting going on a lot of sports lately, fellas. It, it ain't just been Iowa. It's been NFL players, right? How many NFL players we done saw get suspended this offseason? Do the betting. Um, literally. <laughs> right. Um, how many of our family members we know are into betting now? It's their job now. I mean, everybody's into it now. I'm telling you. It, yeah. it's, it's a job for my brother, literally. It's his job. He is at the casino in Hammond. <laughs> and this is what he does for a living. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing to see. But now the football players, they want to get into it. They say, damn it, we wanted a piece of the pie, too. And so with that being said, though, they got a responsibility. And so just curious, fellas, how do you guys feel about the Iowa situation? And what would you do if you're in a situation? Like um, put ourselves in our they shoes, fellas, you in college. Probably ain't got a lot of money, as you can imagine, right, Annie Jamar? So you try to find ways to make loose ends. You probably don't want to go out and wreck nobody leaves. Um, so you you get into sports betting. Um, and so are they wrong for this, Jamar? Or or do you understand their sentiments? 
should they be suspended? Like, this is kind of a deep question here, bro. So, like, for me, it, so, yeah, I, I get the, the notion, you know, college kids don't have any money. Been there. I've definitely been there, done that. You have to. Um, but it's like, it, it, you know, certain things you just have to draw the line when it when it comes to that. Because I would imagine if, if Iowa players are betting, it, it's kind of like insider trading to me. Because yeah. if you're betting on something that's probably – if it's Iowa-related, you probably have inside information to to place certain bets to, to benefit you. It, you know, it's kind of like what uh, – what's that? Shaving points and all that type of stuff. Like, so with that, there, there's a certain level of integrity with that, right? So, yeah. like, like, for instance, like Jalen Rose – that used to be on ESPN. He right. said that, so he bets on football, but he does not bet on the NBA because he says he he knows too much. He wouldn't do that. Right. Right. So you know, just certain level of integrity. If you like, like for me, if I was them, I if I was to bet, it, now I don't even know what the rules are as far as you know their betting policy. But if I was able to bet, there's no way that I would be betting you know, on Iowa stuff. There, there's no way. I, I couldn't do that. Right. Because, um, you know, there's a certain line you just don't cross with that one. Right, but, right. But, uh, no, and, and all in all, um, look, like, the NFL players, that's, like, I just feel like that's just stupid within itself. Um, mm -hmm. But, but all in all, it's, it's, this is just new territory because we're not, it's, 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 you know, fairly new, the, you know, the DraftKings and stuff like in all, in all these places, it's not on every state, but, you know, new states become part of it, like almost like every month type deal. So it's just, it's a new thing. They just trying to get it figured out, you know, in due time, it, uh, you know, you, you, I think you'll see less and less of this stuff, but in the beginning, it's like, you know, you just going to poke and see how far you can get yep. until you get slapped on the wrist. That's exactly what is what's happening. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so, yeah, um, a list of uh, athletes, uh, Annie Jamar, that have been suspended for gambling. I mean, just for Iowa alone, it wasn't just Iowa. It was Iowa State, too. They turned out into a, a whole statewide investigation. And so it looks as if it was I just read it. it ran into an article, eight more Iowa, Iowa State football players. And so it sounds like in this case, there's dozens of players. Um, that have been suspended, um, you know, due to this sports betting. But then keep in mind, like one of my favorite uh, explosive players, Calvin, really, if you guys remember, yep. <laughs> yep. you know, I was looking forward to him having a big year. He got ounced because of betting. Lions where I received Jamison Williams <laughs> uh, suspended, and, right? Yeah. And that's for this season, right? Yeah. Um, yep. You. <laughs> You got four Indianapolis Colts players, um, Isaiah Rogers, uh, Rashad yeah. Berry, Demetrius Taylor. They all suspended due to sports betting. Um, I think one of the whole season, I believe. If I'm not uh -huh. I think yeah. it's Isaiah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 
I mean, it's been a number of players. Uh, even our wide receiver, C.J. Moore, he was suspended at one time. Um, basically, not C, not D, no, D.J. Moore, but C.J. Moore. C.J. Moore. Uh, he recently uh, was suspended, and he's out for this entire season. Not D.J. Moore, Bears fans. C.J. Moore. Suspended um, various last players. It's three last wide receivers alone. And that's good news for us. Jamison Williams, Stanley Berryhill, and Kentaz Williams, they all suspended due to sports batting. So, as we see, this like, uh, a huge, huge thing that's occurring. So, uh, with being said, basically, um, there's a lot going on with the sports batting. And what's your thoughts on this, bro? Um, and while you speak, I'm a um, I'm going I'm to I'm talk to Xavius. So okay. go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I think I think it's simple for me. The only thing is, um, you know, you, you, you're playing sport and you're a professional. You, they say you can't do it, you can't do it. You know, um, I really don't, you know, I guess, well, I look at the college players now as professionals, you know, with the NIL deals and basically um, – they basically can get money so many other ways. So it's like, why, you know, why risk your eligibility or, you know, risk get suspended a couple games, you know, just to bet is, you know, it's pretty, it's just not a, not a smart move. So, um, granted in college, I, I feel like, you know, everybody is not granted NIL deals, you know, it mainly goes to the starters or, you know, you know, people, the popular, you know, more more popular players on that team. But, you know, still in all, I mean, you guys, can, you guys can get money so many other ways now and you won't get in trouble for it. So, you know, why, why, why risk, you know, your eligibility or risk losing to bet even in, you know, even in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not that big. If you can't do it, you can't do it. You know? So, I mean, it's, it's hundreds of thousands of kids and, grown-ups and everybody that will kill the being that you guys are in so it's like you you want to you want to lose it all for essentially a couple dollars uh, mm-hmm. just just not a smart move right but let me ask you this Ann and jamar um do y'all think maybe i don't really disagree with the sports band honestly i think that they should let athletes do it uh, but it would depend, y'all, on, I would say, if possible, we can draw a line on the amount or the wage that they make. So, for instance, a college player, I don't really have a problem with them batting because I understand that they broke. But, for instance, LeBron James, Benzema, uh, Mape, who probably make 400 mil. Like, these guys have a lot of money, fellas. They don't need the bat sports. But for a struggling player at Iowa, um, who probably the only money he probably got is working at Walmart um, and his car breaking down on him, like, I, I think they should be able to, you know, at least have an opportunity to bet. But, What's your thoughts? Yeah, as long as it's not the sport that they're playing, I'll say that. Okay. Or the same school. Like, no. Yeah. There, there, there's no way. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you can't bet on like, you know, yeah, I'm finna bet that we finna whoop Nebraska. 
Duh! <laughs> like, yeah, they're playing uh, Midwestern <laughs> University. Hey, come on, right? We finna pay man. We finna pay Midwest State. <laughs> we finna pay Midwest State University. Uh, let's go ahead and let's bet a thousand on that. <laughs> that was an easy thousand. Yeah. Right. Like, right. I'm right. To, like I'm a running back. Yeah, I'm about to get coach coaching the meetings. Like we gonna pound the block. So. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna bet on myself for 150 rushing yards and three touchdowns against Tech U. Like, come on! I'm right. Bet first quarter, dude. Like, knock it right. off. <laughs> Call your brother. And be like, hey, bro. You know this week we're about to play Midwest State University. You know, in practice, my coach been telling me I'm gonna run the ball all day. <laughs> so, like, and so he go to the casino too. <laughs> see, I feel like that's. I feel like that's kind of fine in a sense. Like. Here's the thing for me that I like, especially with like the NFL players, which I find is really stupid. Like, why, like, why would you, like, if you want to bet, why don't you just have somebody bet for you? Like, simple enough. That. that way, you, like, they can't trace your phone, your account. I mean, you can't stop your family members from betting. You, you just right. can't. So, like, why are you doing doing it? You just have somebody else do it for you. That's a really good point. Just hit up one of your cousins. Say, yo, cuzzo, um, you know, badness, you know. But my only thing, Jamar, is like for a college athlete, though, they already probably ain't got no money anyway. And so if they want their cousin to bat for them, you know, how much money are they really giving them? You know, if they giving them 20 bucks, their cousin going to say, hey, I want 20 bucks, you know. So that kind of creates like a little thing, too. But, you know, for LeBron or for a, a professional athlete, you totally right, bro. Dead on, like, no reason why they can't just hit up a cousin and have them to go put the bats through. They'll be happy to do that. <laughs> Hell yeah, cuz. I love to be the cousin to go place your bats in the casino. Like, because they know that they could potentially get paid for real. And so why wouldn't you do that? Like, yeah, that's very true, man. And so... Um, this sports band thing is very interesting because like it's so many different dynamics you can take with it. It's so many different situations where it depends, it depends, it depends. Um, and so I can understand like maybe how the Iowa players are bad, um, you know, just because of their situations right now. Um, but yeah, you know, let me ask y'all this, fellas. If you would it depend, like, for instance, or is that, like, just too much documentation that you have to go through? If you're a bench warmer, bench warmer, and you third screen and you ain't playing on Iowa, coach know you ain't going to the NFL, but you're a running back at Iowa. We all know Iowa's a running back factory, right? You're an offensive lineman. Um, but let's just say, for instance, you're a star wide you're a star player. Like... Should they not be able to bet because of their potential future for professional football compared to a person that's third string and we know that they're not playing? Or is that just too much? That's just too much documentation. I mean, at that point, it'll probably be too much documentation. They have to take into consideration, you know, let's just say I'm a full-blown starter, potential All-American at Iowa. And then, you know, the guy that sits behind me, you know, the third string, you know, running back, 
you know, he's betting. So now we're going to base it off of, well, because I play more and because I contribute to the team more, you know, on Saturdays, I can't bet, but this guy can. I, now, see, that that wouldn't be fair, you know. So I right. just think in, in that regard, you just nobody can bet at all. Right. Either nobody can bet at all or they all can bet. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yes. Yeah. So I, I feel like if, if, if you're a star player, I definitely feel like that's, that's doing too much because, like Ian mentioned earlier, I mean – there's so many other ways that athletes can make money. Like if you're a star player, more than likely you got some type of NIL deal. Like yep. you, you don't need to do that. Like people with money, right. if you got money, you don't need to bet. If you're betting at that point, you're just being greedy. Yeah. That's just what it is. Mm-hmm. And so in this case, I definitely see you guys pointing out because you just reminded me vividly of the NIL deals. And so if you have the NIL deals, um, then, yeah, you should be able to have, you know, you, you just different ways to make money like Angel Reese. I mean, she's a star now and that girl's making bank, as you know, fellas, um, due to the NIL deals, due to the recent, you know, uh, national championship against Caitlin Reese, uh, Caitlin Clark, et cetera. And so um, she's banking off that. And so if she would have put through a sports bet, I can imagine as like a regulation organization, fellas, I'm coming harder now against players who are making sports bet after we've already gave y'all the potential for NIL deals now. That's y'all way to make money now is after these NIL deals, right? And so now if you want to do sports betting, like y'all say, it's being greedy because you already got the NIL deals to where you can make money and make income while you're in college. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah. Um, yep. And so, FYI, fellas, uh, Xavius, you know, he's, Soldier Field has a lot, you know, garages, et cetera, walk-in. So it's kind of tough to maneuver, as you guys know already. And so, yes. On the other hand, um, yeah let's uh transition fellas um united states women's world cup and so world if you guys had a chance to watch um the world cup was uh great in the men's side fantastic um fortunately women's don't get as much let's say um clout or as much you know um love as the men do but it's still very exciting to watch if you're a sports fan. So let's talk about our United States Women's World Cup team. Um, you guys know 2015, 2019, the United States won the World Cup on the women's side. Um, 2011, we lost to Sweden. Again, the round of 16, we lost to Sweden again. And so, fellas, um, just curious on your thoughts uh, from this Women's World Cup, and do you guys feel that there's a bright future uh, for the Women's World Cup going forward? And so, Jamal, let's start with you. Um, just from maybe what you've seen, what was the issue with the United States Women's World Cup in this World Cup? What what things did not go right for them? I mean, put it to you like this. 
you can't win if you don't put the ball in the net. You, 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 exactly. you, just, you just can't do it. Um, right. So just in general, it, it seems like, you know, this here is a disappointment because, you know, they set the bar, like the standard is so high for them just based on mm -hmm. what they've been able to do over the last several years, right? Like right. they they just come out here, they're they're dominant. They just, you know, just they 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 you know they they're the standard, and they have been right. as long as I can remember. They they've been the standard all the way back from yeah. I'm throwing a throwback name all the way to Mia Ham standard. Mia mm. Ham, yes. And, and, and so, yeah, it it is disappointing, and, and you know, just coincidentally, not Sweden again. Like, like, like you, we briefly talked about yesterday, maybe Sweden knows something that we don't know. Who knows? But, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, nevertheless, man, uh, you know, it, it sucks, but knowing them and knowing the standard and what needs to be met, I'm, I'm not worried. Their future should be fine. In all honesty, just one of those times where it just didn't click. Right, right, right. And, and before you go, bro, I just want to state um, farewell to um, Megan Repino. Um, as you guys know, she's been great for us. Uh, she has uh, she put it on herself, fellas, that she was the reason why our offense did not do well, and us having four goals in total in the World Cup. Um, and I don't know how they made it to the round of 16 even with that, but they did because of the fact that they played great defense. Um, but like you state, Jamar, um, you, you can't win if you don't put the ball in the net. Um, shout out to Alex Morgan. Uh, as you guys know, she's the wife of uh, Milwaukee Bucks shooting guard um, and great defender, um, Holiday, Drew Holiday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, additionally, Kelly O'Hara and Alyssa Nahair. They might be retiring too. And so I just want to give those girls some um, love. Possibly, y'all, possibly, as you guys know, um, tight end for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, Ertz. He has a wife, and um, her name is Julie Ertz. And so if you guys, sports fans, I, I'm sure Jamar and Ian know Julie Ertz. She's the wife of Ertz. The guy that played for the Eagles. And so she should be coming back at 35. But in just your thoughts from this World Cup, um, what was your reason for them not winning? And do you feel that there's a bright future for the United States Women's World Cup team? Um, well, also, like Javon stated, you got to get the ball and the goal to win. <laughs> I mean, it's as simple as that in soccer, but um, I think also, I think maybe you know, like some of, some of those players are leaving, so it's time, you know, for you know for the, the women to step up and you know kind of take on that pride, like they've been the standard for so long, and I think we see it in a lot of other sports too. So you know, I think it's kind of it's almost like a changing of the guard. So it's now who's going to step up, who's going to become that new leader, who's going to you know push the who's going to push the program forward so i think it they might be just in that phase i think you know sooner or later they'll be back on top but you know i think it's it's sort of like the changing of the guard and who's going to who's going to be the next leader who's going to take charge who's going to you know push them forward right 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 exactly and so 
Um, guys, you've heard as sports fan, you've heard of Dennis Rodman, right? We all have heard of Dennis Rodman, great Chicago Bulls legend. But I don't know where if y'all know his daughter can play some soccer. Um, yeah. and she's 21 years old and she's on the United States team, and her name is Trinity Rodman. And she's viewed as one of the top potential players in the world going forward on the women's side. And so we got her, we got Sophia Smith, we could have Julie Ertz coming back. And we, from there, we got a young core of women that are in their 20s um, that, you know, by the World Cup, it'd be a few that would be in their 30s. And so, um, yes, we lost um to sweden um in penalty kicks four to five but it's all right um i think at the end of the day um the united states will be back um i look forward to seeing what megan rapido does word is fellas that she could be the next coach possibly um and so this is of course by the next women's world cup um i look forward to seeing what the united states women do uh next year because I think Megan Rapinoe will come for the Olympics. And so the Olympics next year is in Paris. And so we'll see how the United States women does on that side and see if they can fight for gold, silver, or bronze um, in the soccer side for women's uh, soccer. And so, yeah, very interesting stuff. And so, fellas, um, that concludes our conversation for this morning. World, thank you guys for rocking with us. This is our first time using Rescreen, and so we we, we get adjusted to it, um, and so we kind of know a little bit now how it works, etc. Being live, etc. And so, very cool. Um, and so, fellas, as we head into the weekend, Jamar, any thoughts or shoutouts? And, and, and you can follow up. Any final thoughts or shoutouts as we head into the weekend? Yeah, definitely have a couple. Uh, real quick, one I'm. Glad that we're back. It's, I mean, I enjoyed the break, but I was ready to get back in the trenches here with you fellas. Um, second, uh, I know we talked about our Bears earlier. Their first preseason game is today at 12 o'clock. All right. Definitely excited for that. I'm going to definitely see what they're talking about there. And then another one here, uh, last one that I got. Um, those that are definitely – you know, big into basketball and prospects and stuff. Uh, you probably may have heard the name uh, Cooper Flag. Cooper yeah. Flag, prospect out of Maine. He, boy, him yeah. and the Boozer twins was like, you know, him and Cameron, I believe, was like one two right there. But yesterday, this man reclassified to yeah. be a senior this year, meaning right. he'll be eligible for the draft in two years, which means right. this man here is coming. He is he is legit. Like this guy is legit. I, I like. I don't see a flaw. So mm. just so you know, be on the lookout for Cooper Flag if you ain't know already. Mm. Word, yes, sir. Yeah, and bro. Um. Yeah. Final thoughts. Uh. Just excited to be back. Like Jamar stated, it was, seemed like it's been a long, like a real, real long time. It seemed like it's been a <laughs> long time, but yeah. But we finally back. Um. Yeah. Enjoy some preseason football. Jamar stated the Bears first preseason game is today. Um I know it was a high school basketball, I mean high school basketball player, a big recruit that lost his life in apps and doing workouts. I can't remember his name. Yeah, uh, I heard about that. Yeah, it seemed like it's been a lot of, you know, a lot of you know,
know, adolescents, they're just, you know, collapsing. And even, you know, even with Ronnie, he, yeah, he recently collapsed recently. So, you know, just prayers to these young kids. I know, um, you know high school football season is coming up, you know, uh, it's a lot of AAU going on around the country. So, you know, just prayers to the young athletes out here, man. Get you plenty of fluids, drink water, Gatorade, Pedialyte, whatever you got to do, and just take it easy. Um, have fun, enjoy, but you know, you hate you hate to see things like that happen because you know when we were kids, you know, we were younger. That was very rare. Now it, it seems like it's happening every other day. True. So, um, yeah, just you know, just prayers to those fellas, prayers to his family. Um, you know. Even prayers to, you know, LeBron's family. Prayers to all these kids, man. Um, have fun. And just enjoy life. Yeah, facts, bro. Uh, Spurlock um, made sure that we got our fluids in, right? In all yeah. the time. All the time. And that brings me to my shout-outs. Uh, first, I want to shout-out Coach Robert Thurman. Thank you, Coach Thurman. Thank you, Coach Thurman. Um, yeah, Jamal, you might not know, um, but on our Fossil team, uh, and was there as a freshman. I was there as a sophomore. Um, and our Fossil team, we had a great team. We went to the city championship, et cetera, lost in the field goal to Lane Tech, which the referees cheated. They beat us 7-6. Anywho, um, we had a great season. Um, and basically, Coach Robert Thurman was our defensive coordinator. Um, and he instilled some great values in us, Jamar. And so, um, unfortunately, our Coach Robert Thurman lost his life. Um, in Inglewood uh, this past week due to a shooting. Um, and so I want to say rest in peace to Coach Thurman. And thank yeah. you, Coach Thurman, for the lessons. And says thank you as well. I know, man, and yep. all of our brothers, we say thank you, Coach Thurman. Uh, you received your wings and job well done, that good and faithful servant. Um, and so, yes, want to send that shout out to Coach Thurman. Um, he now joins Spurlock in the heavenly glory. Um on the other hand, I want to extend a special thanks to Xavius, uh, brother Xavius Rice. Xavius, it's all good, bro. We'll have you on again. Um, Xavius is at Soldier Field, Jamar, and he's there for the game. And so, as you know, um, Soldier Field got tunnels, et cetera. And so Xavius wanted to rock with us, but it was a little difficult uh, due to the tunnels, et cetera, et cetera. And so he will be back with us. Go Bears, bear down, beat the Titans. And so we thank you all for tuning in with us this morning on the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast. And may each of you have a blessed weekend. Peace. Peace.